Ladies and gentlemen, good evening and welcome to another edition of Easy 85 Plays. I am your Game Master Double H, and tonight we're back in Perryville. The horrors of Perryville, uh, episode 5 officially. Uh, this is uh, the, the second installment of this most recent episode. It's called Ground Swell. It is our Halloween 2022 uh, series, and we're glad to have you here. Um, you're only one episode behind if this is your first one of this new series, so so go back and catch up at podzilla1985.com. Allow me to also introduce your cast playing the Savage Worlds game, which means, of course, uh, as with the previous Horrors of Perryville episodes, they are playing themselves. And we begin with the co-owner and creator of Podzilla 1985, Mr. Whiskey Young. Can you tell them <laughs> under my character sheet what language I speak? Does it say native still it's, or American? It says American. American English. No, just, shit uh, just American. The just white American. phoenix. <laughs> Lindsay Wolfgong is here as well with a dead marker. My marker died. I'm very upset about it. Do I just a, told him that. Do a Also, roll. the man himself, Tanner Calvert. Yes, I am here now. Tanner, it looks like you might be nursing an old injury right now. What is happening there? I'm busy looking at my hair. It's awful poofy on the sides. All right. And, of course, uh, the the star of the most recent Hallow's Eve Tales, which we'll talk about at the end of the show, Mr. Stephen Bright, is also here. I don't want to play myself. That's weird. All right. Somebody kick Stephen out. Now, anyway... <laughs> Let's keep it rolling. <laughs> Last week, uh, again, if you, if you miss a show, I'll give you a quick summary. Our um, three of our heroes from the previous episodes of the horrors of Perryville return. Shannon, Lindsay, and Tanner uh, have been summoned back to this hellscape this time around oh. uh, by way of the of the new sheriff. Um, a new sheriff of the way uh, by the name of Jason Kelly uh, brought them in uh, by recommendation of the retired sheriff Schaff. Um <laughs> Sorry, it makes me think of that Dwight bit from the office. His, his, his dentist name is Crentist. Sounds a lot like dentist. Maybe that's why he became a dentist. Anyway, um, <laughs> summoned to Berryville to to help with a with a very strange uh, occurrence because he's been made aware that this is the kind of thing they have uh, experience in. They got Stephen to come along for the ride. The gist of it is that there are some strange mounds that have appeared in three backyards around town um, to varying degrees of weirdness in those homes. Uh, so far, our team has investigated one of those. Uh, they also had a very strange run-in behind uh, Al's place, an old restaurant, uh, where uh, someone with a, a, a an animal head mask uh, was spotted off in the distance in the woods, and a couple of teenagers were attacked. Uh, at the end of the episode, the, one of the key elements that we have not discussed yet is that the sheriff discovered that his deputy had been murdered in the sheriff station, and this was taking place while uh, our, our team, our cast, was off to sleep in the Holiday Inn Express. And so that's where we're going to pick up as we get started here. Uh, quick reminder, uh, our team in terms of Benny's, uh, those would be their, their sort of life-saving uh, cash-in chips. Tanner has two left, and then Lindsay, Shannon, and Steven all have their, their complete three. And that's where we're at. Okay, questions, guys, before we start? What was the deputy's oh. name? The deputy's name was Austin Turner. But what was his nickname? Like, Do you have a nickname? Am I forgetting a bit? Yeah, I think all of his like his name was Austin, but all of his friends called him Billy. 
Billy Turner? Is this a bit I'm not remembering? Well, Billy's... I don't get this well, right now. Billy's dead. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, Billy's dead with an article. They slit his throat from ear to ear. Fuck, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, that was good. I'm glad that made it into the recording. That was fun. Yes. Sorry, Lindsay, go ahead. All right. I just honestly don't remember our... Benny is used for like a complete re-roll or just an addition to Yes, roll. you can cash okay. in you can cash in a Benny to re-roll any trait test. Not damage. Okay. Um, but if you are but asked to a, make a trait okay. roll or you're attacking, then yeah, you can cash in a Benny for that. You can also use them uh to soak up damage if you if you were to take okay. any. All right. Then that is uh where we're gonna pick up the your night at the the uh <laughs> lavish an extravagant holiday in express in Berryville uh, goes smoothly. It, it's a very calm, quiet night. There's not a lot of people at the hotel. Uh, as I mentioned before, this is taking place a few, um, it's now a, a week and change. Uh, plus back in the past, it is 2022. Um, but this was a Sunday night that you all arrived the next day for the record just so happens to be Columbus day. So there's not really a lot of people on the road. It's a Monday, even though it is in a lot of places, a, not a federal holiday, but a major, um, uh, what do we call it, uh, recognized holiday, be it Columbus Day or Indian An excuse Day. to not have um, the bank be open and make my life difficult. <laughs> yep, and, and to be fair, Perryville operates in much that same way. Um, the school is actually uh, open um, which is, is kind of strange, but it's the way that, that they operate. So the school is in business. Uh, most other places are not. The mail, uh, most banks, a lot of businesses are closed arbitrarily because they can be. Of course, that's not entirely untrue of most Mondays in town as well. So there are some places open. There are some places that are not. But for the most part, it's because it is technically a holiday worth noting. But other than that, you might go smoothly. Morning comes. Uh, it is a, a dry, sunny kind of chilly day um and i'll turn it over to you guys what do you do uh is there a dunkin donuts in perryville there is not uh, if you're looking for breakfast outside of the continental stuff at the at the hotel you're gonna uh, going to be looking at uh, heckley's bakery heckley's bakery is a good place uh -huh. um I that's going to be probably the most commonly recommended one well, there is not Heck, Heckley's for donuts, but I'm talking about coffee. I'm just going to get coffee. Uh, I'm going to wake up. Heckley's go... also has coffee. Yeah, but I've never heard good things I'm gonna about I'm going to make them all coffee. wait a half hour longer because I take too long in the shower. <laughs> yeah, well, she's... If, if you're wanting a more like like a diner breakfast experience, then that would be Parkette. And you guys have been there before in a previous episode. Parkette is very much like a classic diner, greasy spoon, you know, sit at the, at the uh, bar, like the counter with the stools and all that. Yeah, you could do that too. I'm up for that. Up for breakfast. You guys up for breakfast? I could eat some breakfast. Sure. All right. Now my character, okay. unlike me, my car, my character does take a quick shot of whiskey behind everyone's back before they leave. No, you don't. It's in unlike character you. for me. So. Well, so the difference is you do it in front of their faces. Yeah, and uh -huh. on camera. <laughs> So uh, the the trip to Parkhead is kind of across town, effectively, because the the hotel is right off the the interstate, right there at the overpass, basically. Um, so it takes a little bit to get there. Uh, 
Shannon, on the way there, you would, in fact, and, and we can kind of hand wave some of this, but uh, you would receive a phone call from Sheriff Kelly informing you that the deputy uh, was found dead the night before. He does not give really a lot of details about that, other than the fact that he wants you to be aware that that is the case. Um, and this is kind of his, not excuse, but he wanted you guys there to help with the existing investigation. Now, because of this, he's going to be even more tied up. In other words, he's not going to be available to kind of follow you guys around. So uh, he'll give you as much permission as he can as, as sort of uh, deputized investigators. But beyond that, um, he's, he's not going to be, you know, dogging your heels for better or worse. We're on our so own. You know. Uh, I will relay that information to everyone, in particular Tanner, and uh, you know, kind of tell him there's no way in hell that this isn't related. But so far, the sheriff hasn't said anything about it. So I guess we'll continue with what we're doing, but keep that in the back of your head that the deputy was definitely killed in relation to this. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, definitely keep an eye out. I'm, I'm not trusting this area. I, on top of what's going on around, right now, we know what's happened in the past. So, I'm also going to text Zach Kurgis and tell him, don't come back to Perryville. Kurgis <laughs> <laughs> um, doesn't immediately respond, but who's driving, by the way? I'm assuming you're all in one vehicle. I would say probably I'll... Steven's car. So Yeah. Think... Okay. Um Shannon, whatever, you know, whenever you, you text him, you receive a text back about the time you guys pull into the gravel lot at, at Parquet, and it's just two thumbs up, and then a, and then an emoji. It's two emoji thumbs up, and then an emoji of a small bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it's him, so good. <laughs> I, keep, I, uh, I would also like to add, if we're all taking one vehicle, I have, I have like all my equipment that I keep in the trunk of my car is now in Steven's trunk. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. Um, Parkhead is busy. There, there are quite a few people there. It's it. You kind of catch wind once you enter that um, through ambient conversations that it's one of the few places that is open uh, in terms of restaurants on Columbus Day. A lot of the chain places are open, but <clears throat> in terms of locals, you someone makes mention uh, in passing that it's Parkhead during the day, City Tavern at night. And that's it. So if you're if you're looking for food uh, in the immediate area, then that's basically what you're going to have outside the chain places. So, uh, but other than that, there are in fact four seats at the counter. You're able to grab a seat um, within a moment. One of the waitresses who is behind the the counter turns, busy wiping stuff down, kind of gestures to the menus that are actually already in in front of you and asks what you want to drink. What uh, I have. I guess I should dictate the time of day. Let's say it's, oh, I don't know, 8 o'clock. <laughs> oh, then an uh, extra large coffee for me. As in the I, morning. As I text you saying, mm -hmm. more monsters in Perryville, lock your door. Uh, you would receive a text back from me not much later, but there is a little delay. I am, of course, at work. Um, and responding, I know I'm looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I leave with that. 
I send back a Mendoza and then I would, meme. I would send you back a. Yeah, I was gonna say I would send back a gif of Millhouse in his high water pants. <laughs> Uh, and I'm also gonna order a extra strong, uh, extra strong coffee. I like my coffee like I like my like my eternity black and uh, dead. I don't know. She's already pouring it. She's yeah. not listening. I'm She's trying to. I'm trying coffee. to entertain her. She's not having it. Um, She's actively listening to like the kitchen, another table down the way, and like three people doing their jobs wrong in this direction. So it's very like. <laughs> no, no time for you, old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody else order. I, I would like a uh, tall glass of milk. Uh, Apple juice for me. That's something she can do. I just want some water. I'm trying to stay off of coffee. Okay. That's a mistake. All right. A little something different for everybody. That'll make it easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's her job. everything out in time. Um, again, the menus are kind of stacked up in front of you guys, so you can order whenever you want. While they're looking over the menus, how many people would you say is in this place? Oh, man. Uh, 30 plus. I mean, it's busy. Most of the, the round top tables and the booths are, are packed. Um, if you count the staff then too, cause you can see like through the window that leads back to the kitchen, there's probably another 10 people back there between wait staff and cooks and people moving around. Uh, somebody's cleaning dishes. It's, it's busy. It's a busy place. While they're ordering, I want to say out loud, like, <clears throat> man, anybody see that guy in the mask that tried to kill people last night? <laughs> Uh, it's, it is really loud in this place. And since you guys are more or less the only ones at the, at the counter, there's really not much response to that. Maybe one of the way staff passing you kind of gives like a, he does the, okay. does he do the, the Simpsons? The, yeah. mm. <laughs> I would um, lean into Tanner and say, everyone's a suspect. <laughs> do you see the way they didn't respond to me? Drink yeah, your who, coffee. Who, who, who are you going to vote to kick? <laughs> Probably Steven, if I have to pick. It's usually Steven. Yeah. Um, Food-wise, what do you guys want? It's very classic uh, diner breakfast. It's whatever you can imagine regarding that. That's what they got. Pancakes I can and send you the actual menu if you want. Oh, yeah, that's something they can do. Uh, I'd like a breakfast scramble, just some... some uh, American fries and scrambled eggs and biscuit and some gravy and some bacon crumble. Yeah, give me that. I'm just listening to him say all that to the waitress. And when she looks at me, I pull a flask out of my pocket and go, I'm on a liquid diet. Thank you. And I take a swig. <laughs> she goes, sir, you can't drink that in here. It's coffee. <laughs> Wink. No, actually, you see her just kind of giving it a look <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> if only. Um, yeah, okay. All those things are doable. Steven, what about for you? Uh, I'm not sure what I'm feeling. Uh, I guess let's just go with uh, some basic scrambled eggs and bacon. All right, well, that's doable. Yeah. Um, basically, there's going to be a couple of small specials in there is what they're treating some yeah. of this as. And and uh, uh, the basics. We'll kind of um, hand wave some of this. Breakfast comes out to be, depending on how much money you got in your account, uh, you know, subtract this. It's like eight bucks per person. Whoa, I had coffee. 
No, it's it's uh, <laughs> I don't know, two fifty for you, Thank whiskey you. boy. Thank you. If you're not gonna eat though, for the record, you are gonna be hungry later. So I was gonna steal something off of Lindsay's plate. <laughs> that tracks. He'll okay. steal pancakes. Okay, for me. yeah, that works. That works. All right. Uh, breakfast comes along. Not too much later. The the building itself is. I mean, if you even if you're trying to like like listen to the conversation around you, it's difficult because there are so many people. Um, I will say, if you want to try to listen for something specific, you're welcome to tell me what it is and make like a notice check. I. I would like to do that. I would like to, while I'm sipping my coffee and looking around, see if anyone is talking about the deputy being killed or anything like, you know what I mean? If anyone's talking Uh about that. Okay. Yeah, make a notice check. Let's see what my notice is again real quick. It's a D4. Well, that didn't... (laughs) I don't know what that was. I am sorry. That's not how you work things. Roll one slash D4. <laughs> Remember your wild die, too. Right. Well, it's a two either way is the okay. answer. So, yeah, again, it, it's really busy. You're kind of just getting caffeinated and awoken. Um, what you do manage, for the record, to to not pick up, but kind of remember in the process is those two other mounds. You've kind of been really focused in on on the, you know, the deputy got murdered. Yeah, that's a big deal, and you're certain that's going to, you know, make its way around town. It's a small town. People are going to hear about this really soon. Um, but there are two other mounds that you haven't investigated, and that is what you were called here for. So you're kind of reminded uh, as you get, in a way, kind of distracted by this, um, that there are those two other ones are there. Uh, one of them was in the backyard of a young married couple uh, named the Bowlingers, uh, and there was another one that was in the <laughs> in the backyard of uh, someone named Boxdorfer. Now you never got full confirmation that this was a Boxdorfer that you know, for the record. Um, but that's where the other two were that you have not yet investigated. The one you did investigate was in the backyard of a uh, young man named McClure. Um, I sent Lindsay the picture earlier today, but she took some pictures and and I, I sent that to her so she can show you that if she chooses to do so. She's not currently here. So. I would say that um, it if, looks like compost. If it is, if it is Derek, yeah. If it is Derek, we, maybe we can sweet talk him. We're not sure if it is or not, but if it is, maybe that would be a good place to start because he might be a little bit more friendly to us if if we go. Um, but the other place is abandoned, right? As long as, long as you don't carry any kind of weapon, because you kept talking about trying to kill him yesterday. I said we might <laughs> have to kill him. I didn't say it was a done deal. The uh, yeah, to, to your question, the house that was occupied by the young couple, the Bollinger house, is unoccupied. They, uh, according to the sheriff, fled town not long ago and they have not been seen since. So that house is unoccupied, it's marked off by police tape, which again, you have technical clearance to pass. Um, well, then I say we go there to, to that end, okay? All right, yes, we'll take you there then. Yeah, um, pay up for your food again. Nothing of any real consequence takes place there. Unless there's anything else you specific you want to do before we leave, we will get you in your vehicle and get you on your way. There's your compost post in the uh, text only for babies. There it is. Compost post. Compost post. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, I did uh, see that. Yeah. Stomach's full. Like compost. Car warmed up. You guys uh, punch in the directions 
uh, that you you were given to the Bollinger House, it is uh, a little more suburban than the than the McClure House. It's a little more within the the actual neighborhood. Um, and so we'll we'll head that way. Anything you want to do on the way over there? Uh, just more research. Um, maybe text you again since you're my only Perryville lead at this point, and ask if you had heard about the murder last night, um, or if you knew anything about the mounds. Um, I haven't heard anything other than idle chatter around the workplace, which is specific as I'm going to be on this show. Um, but nothing, nothing outside of that. I, I am aware that people are talking about this thing, but it's one of those things that I hear so much of this kind of stuff on a regular basis. I kind of have to treat it all with a grain of salt until I see something. So if you're bringing it to my attention, then I'm going to like, Oh, okay. So that really, that really happened. Well, I don't really know any of those people. Um, but that's, I'll hit you with it. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll I'll also text Dalton and just tell him, you know, hey, um, maybe you should go for a walk at night in Perryville just to clear the air. Uh, You don't receive an immediate response from him, for the record. Darn. And and within within just a a little bit, not long after having sent that, Stephen then uh, pulls up to the the second house. So you said you wanted to go to the one of the, the married couple, right? Yes. 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 The Bollinger House. Okay. Um, so once you arrive, it's a pretty standard, similar to the the, the previous house. You see a lot of these like Rambler style, uh, not ranch. They're not quite that long, but basic one story, um, relatively nice houses. This one's a little more upkept than the previous one. Um, again, there is some police tape uh, around. It's not around the actual house. It's mainly just like around the fence that guards the backyard and it's unbroken across the gate. You'll recall that uh, Sheriff Kelly told you guys that they have not yet actually entered the house. Um, They really don't have any cause with which to do so. What you know about that situation as as a quick reminder, when... um, it was noticed that the, the the mound was in their backyard. The neighbors thought they were digging like a new septic tank or something. Within a couple of days, um, the wife, whose name is Amari, uh, did not show up at her job. She works at the high school, something that you would know. She teaches chemistry there. Um, and that same day, <clears throat> her husband, Owen, did not show up out at the, the Buckeye Hay Farm, the one of the two major farms uh, in town. Now, within a day, they both had submitted like digital requests for time off. So she received a sub. Uh, somebody kind of filled in at his workplace and he started using up vacation days. But they haven't been back since. Um, that has now been approximately a week. It's been quite some time since that was the case. No one's heard from them. No one can receive any response from them. But the sheriff made it clear that there's nothing illegal about going on vacation for a couple of weeks even if it was abrupt. So he has not uh, entered the house and he is reluctant to allow anyone to do so. Of course, he's also not there, <clears throat> but just for the record, that is the the situation at the house as it stands. We'll keep that in mind. Tanner, I say we break in anyway. Take out the yard first and check stuff out before we break in. Yeah. Last time or we tried to break in. Or for the heck in. of it, check the door and see if they even bothered to lock it. 
Check the, just check the doors and the windows. Okay. Uh, the front door is indeed... Who's checking the door? I'll check the door. Like, are we going to split duties here? Somebody checks the door, somebody checks the windows, that kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tanner, I'll the, check the door. <clears throat> the door is indeed locked. Um, there's, like, a... Not a screen door, but, like, a glass front door, like a, like a storm door, and then the actual wooden front door. Uh, the storm door is locked, so you can't even get past that to get to the second one. Um... Steven, I'm assuming you're checking one of the windows as well. Sure, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, looking through the window, you can see that the house itself looks like pretty neat, pretty tidy. Uh, it's very much what you would expect of a of a married millennial couple in a relatively southern town. You know, it's it's decorated in that kind uh. of way. It's clean. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's very much that. It's exactly whatever you imagine when I said that, that's what it looks like. Um, it looks like their stuff is still in place, like their, their, you know, family pictures and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't look like they packed to move. So if they packed at all, um, they probably just took essentials, is what you would imagine. But yeah, it's been about a week now, and, and, you know, it is notably strange that the, the blinds are open. It's like they just up and left. Okay. Uh, Lindsay I and I will check the yard while he's doing that. Okay. Whenever he's done. Yeah. The gate, um, the main gate is like locked. But if you want to up and up and over that fence, I'll let you take like a like a ten on that. I'm not gonna make you roll for it because eventually you can do it, depending on how much time you want to spend standing around doing it. Um. It's easy enough to do without breaking the police tape. You get the idea that anyone else could have done that if they wanted to, but it doesn't seem like they have, as best you can tell. Um, are you both going to try to go over the fence? Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> okay. All right. Uh, eventually, the two of you find yourselves in the backyard. Uh, much like McClure's backyard, there is, as expected, a large mound of what looks like fetid black dirt. It's a little darker here than it was at the previous one. The other one, as Lindsay said, kind of looks more like compost. This looks a little more like um, like manure type soil, like the kind of like potting soil almost. A little more fertile. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it looks like. Anyway, um, you can also see it almost without touching it. You can tell it looks like sticky for lack of a better term, like there's almost like like some tar-like material on top of it. Like it kind of has that shine where you get the idea if you touched it, it might be kind of sticky. And there is like a, a scent coming off of it that's a little different than the previous one. This one's a little sulfurous, like someone lit a match and you're smelling it burning down. Is there like a stick or anything nearby that I can take and kind of poke around in the dirt? Sure, yeah. Just to see, as weird as it sounds, if there's anything in the dirt, like bones or a body or anything like that. I'm going to take more How pictures, too. Okay. How much poking you want to do here? Like, are you trying to dig or are you just kind of stabbing at it? Uh, if I have something that's diggable, like kind of spreading the dirt around, uh, moving it around, manipulating it to see if I can get in a little deeper to look. Okay. Do you um, you don't have any kind of like science skill or anything like that, do you? Um, I have 
The common knowledge, survival, science. No, unfortunately okay. not. You know that. Uh, you, if you want to make a science roll, you can, but it's again, it's at a minus two, so you'll have to either ace something or, or do really well on a wild die. I'll do that. So it's uh, okay. just a I, 1d4, you right? You still roll a d4 yeah. and you roll your d6, but whatever your best roll is, you're going to subtract two from it. Okay. It's not that one. Nope. But yeah, I'm gonna, that I'm, one is it is decidedly dirt. I'm going to ace this one multiple <laughs> times, though, and, and get it going. Do it. Well, I didn't. Nope. It's the same thing twice. That's two in a row. Oh, my God. <laughs> what in the actual um, fuck? So, I mean, again, you don't really know what you're looking for anyway outside of, like like you said, really obvious stuff. Like if there was a hand sticking right. out of it, that would be bad. Yeah. Uh, other than that, it is, it is definitely soil. I mean, for all you know, the fact that people think this is weird is only weird because you don't know people who keep mounds of dirt in their backyard. Like, you could come up with a couple ideas. Oh, somebody's creating a garden or, like I said, they're maybe digging a septic tank or something. But... It's it's dirt. I mean, there doesn't seem anything all that unusual about it, other than it stinks, and okay. it's there. Yeah, there's there's nothing really to be found in it, as best you can tell. Then I will delay and let someone else do some plotting while I'm digging around. Okay. Well, uh, actually, about the time that all this is is uh, ongoing, Tanner, you being near the front door, uh, would hear a voice, a woman's voice, coming from behind you, who says, "Can I help you?" Ah, uh, yes, ma'am. We are working with the uh, Perry County Sheriff's Department. We're investigating these dirt mounds have been popping up. You know, we we heard rumors that you might have one here. We were just trying to make contact with somebody. Really? You're working with the Sheriff's Department? Tanner, at this point, I assume you have turned uh, to yeah. see that this is uh, a middle-aged woman, uh, big round glasses, dark hair, kind of a Karen haircut, kind of that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's looking at you. First of all, from a, a distance of at least six feet, uh, hands on her hips, and she's very much not. She's very skeptical about your story. Working with the sheriff's department, are you? Do you have a badge or some proof of anything like that? You notice now, by the way, she's got her phone in her hand at her side. I no, ma'am. So we're we're with them in an unofficial capacity. We've been called in by the sheriff to help. Hmm. We've we've dealt. I mean, if you want, you can call and verify with the sheriff's department dispatcher. I'm sure would be happy to point you in the right direction and let them know about us. Uh, my name is Tanner. I'm with Pozilla, uh, 1985 out of Cape. Um, and I'm working Okay, let me stop you right there. None of that sounds like a real thing. Uh, and the fact that you just told me what I can and can't do in terms of calling the police, let me make it very clear. I'm about to call the police if you and whoever these other people are don't vacate the premises immediately. Call them. Okay. Go ahead. We got permission from the sheriff. <laughs> call all you want. Trying to so that's to for the record. Yes, those are just voices over the over the fence, and like <laughs> she's now much more concerned. She backs up a little further away. She's basically on the sidewalk at this point. Oh man, I knew I should have got some kind of proof that we were working with the sheriff's department for this. Uh, look, oh, yeah, uh, I'm gonna need you to make a make a choice here, make a roll or something, because she's gonna make a phone call very soon if you don't, and it will not be unrelated. Uh. Okay, okay, what kind of role you want me to make? Well, that's up to you. It depends on how you want to handle this. This is uh, going to fall under the spirit category. So if you've got something like, you know, intimidation, if you want to try to make her back down, or if you want to go the other route and try, to, try to charm her, her with persuasion. I'm going to 
I'm going to try to intimidate her. Ma'am, listen to me very carefully. There was a deputy killed last night, and there's something to do with these mounds that are popping up, and there's one in your backyard. We are here to get to the bottom of this and to keep the city safe, and you are hindering the investigation. Okay, so just to be clear, are, what what is your goal with this intimidation? Are you trying to scare her off and get her to leave so you can continue doing what you're doing? I Because that's intimidation. Okay, I'm trying to – I want to talk her down. I don't know if it would be considered intimidation then. I want to talk her down. If you want to talk her down, it's going to be persuasion. You're trying okay, to convince her to listen to I'm trying to convince her to listen to me. You know, we're trying to help okay. the city here, the county. Okay. Uh, so make a persuasion roll. No matter what you say here, I need to see the outcome of this roll because she very much is not interested in hearing what you have to say. Hooray for Karens. They're really the scariest monster. Well, to be fair, she does live right next door. Like, it's very clear that she lives right next door. And there's a bunch of random people poking around her neighbor's house after they up and left, you know, out of nowhere. We can't roll Damn. right tonight, Tanner. No, we cannot. Yeah, I'm, that ain't going to cut it. No, I'm going to tell you that you're, you're like, continue, like, as you're talking, assuming that you're not going to use a Benny, uh, she's going to she's gonna start making a phone call. And she's not calling the sheriff's department. She's calling 911. That okay. <laughs> well, I'm saying she's not like she's not taking your advice. She's not going to call the sheriff and see what's going on. She's calling nine one one and going to treat this as an emergency. Oh, okay, do me a favor, man. When you when you get there, uh, let them know that Tanner told them to call you with with Podzilla, and they'll hopefully they'll. She's, the situation at this out. point, she's like doing this like behind her as she's walking away, and and saying you know yes you can hear her like like as she walks back to her house yes uh there are some undesirables in the in, in our in my neighborhood no i'm not interested in and in giving you my name but i'll tell you the address and you need to come here immediately you hear that much as she okay leaves. all right well i'm i ain't too awful worried about it because we are here with permission of the sheriff's department uh, and you I'm haven't sure broken into the house yet so don't do that uh, hearing just the the loud noises and stuff like that, I'm gonna tug at Lindsay that we need to discreetly get out of the backyard and make our way around, as to not appear to be digging around in the backyard. Yep, that's fine. Yeah, see, now that's gonna require a stealth check because now you're being okay. observed. I will. I well, I'm gonna screw it up, that's but I will. Fine. I will stealth check. I do have. I actually do have some stealth, so. It's not going to matter, but let's see what happens. I told you, it wasn't going to matter. Shannon. I can't get right tonight. It's the whiskey that you had this morning. (laughs) I I got a four. Okay. Six. Uh, That. I got a three. Yeah, we're not doing great tonight. (laughs) These guys suck. No, you're not. Um, Shannon, you managed to get out of there without any real difficulty to the point that you're back in the, in the front slash side yard with these other two. Um, Lindsay, the problem is not so much that you can't do it quietly. Uh, it's that you can't quite get back there at all for some reason. You're having difficulty getting over that fence. I can't get that. That so tracks. <laughs> you're kind of, you're kind of now trapped in the, in the backyard, uh, you, you in particular, can hear this neighbor next door uh, on the 911 call saying, like, I don't know these people, and you need to send someone here now. God, people in Perryville suck. 
You're trying to break into a house. <laughs> no, they never tried to break in. They were just looking. Once again, uh, yeah, you're poking around a house after her neighbors disappeared mysteriously. <laughs> they were on vacation. Wait, that might be Are worse. They? That actually might be worse. I'm not going to say that out loud. Um, can I help? Can I try to help Lindsay up and over the fence by chance since I'm already over? Yeah, but you're losing time quick here. All right, I would like to quickly try to grab her ass and pull her over. <laughs> uh, make a strength check. All right, well, it's going to go bad. Please roll so, better. Lindsay, I hope you're prepared to just die on the on the fence. <laughs> that, that's, so that's fine. That's probably what's about to yeah. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Here's the here's my regular strength check. It's a six. That's not bad. No, that's all you need. Target oh, number shit, My bad. Okay. No, it's fine. I mean, you hey. can do it again if you want, but yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah. Basically, with with the idea that there's you hear some struggling, <laughs> Lindsay's having trouble like like getting right, and so you manage to to make that work. Um, that being done, though, you now can see that like. The front yard is vacated. There's nobody else, you know, around. Uh, you don't hear sirens or anything in the distance, but this woman has re-entered her house. It's kind of like eerily quiet. Like you get the idea that if there are other neighbors home during the day, they're looking out their windows at you guys now. Oh, good. Cool. I'm gonna ask Tanner since he is the police expert. What do we do in the situation? Do we wait or do we leave? <clears throat> well, considering nine one one generally goes through. Uh, County units, then I, I say we just wait out front here to see who pulls up. Uh, do we have the sheriff's phone number? Yeah, yeah, he texted Shannon earlier. Yeah, Shannon, go ahead and text him. Let him know we've got an angry Karen here. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to text him. I find that in situations like Ugh. this, texting can sometimes take a while. I'm going to call the sheriff. <laughs> um. Unfortunately, your your initial call to the sheriff does go to his voicemail. Now, after I'm, a couple of weeks, I'm gonna leave a message, but then I'm gonna text him, and I'm gonna put that it's okay. I'm gonna put at the beginning emergency, so that way he knows it's serious, <laughs> and that okay. uh, and explain the situation. You know, neighbor saw us investigating, called the cops, help please, and please is spelled P L Z. Um. So uh, to expedite this whole process, if you guys are going to wait until a sheriff shows up or until a deputy or someone shows up, I'm going to hand wave a couple of things here. Um, you do that. You get a response from Ellis who said, or from Kelly, sorry, who says, yep, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that it's, it's handled. I'll let the deputy know. I'll get in touch with them. Um, I'll have him send something, you know, or I'll send something with them uh, that you guys can, can carry with you. Within five to ten minutes, uh, no one else comes around until a, a deputy car pulls up. Uh, it's it's not someone that you've seen before. They're clearly harried. They're definitely like in a hurry and a lot going on and exhausted. And it, the young guy just kind of hands over some papers and says, "Hey, Kelly says you needed these. Don't go anywhere else without them. Uh, I'll I'll talk to the neighbor and we'll get that squared away. But that's that's all I can do for you. Thank you. Hey, did we have do we have the ability to arrest anybody? No. Damn it. Okay. He says over his over his shoulder the same way D would be like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I don't no, care. No, I cannot give you that. 
No, okay. basically all he gave you was very generic, like you're allowed to be here on permission of the of the sheriff. Oh, you if mean a note from Ron Swanson? I I am <laughs> yeah. I can do whatever yeah, I want. I can, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> Hunter, I would like to try to go talk to that woman. Okay, you gonna wait until the sheriff leaves, or are you gonna stick around, or the deputy anyway? Uh, I'm gonna go over with him if I can. Okay, yeah. I mean, she never saw you, so she will only vaguely know that you're that. probably part of the problem. Uh, but she doesn't actually know you. Um, as you you roll up the deputy, that's my purse. I don't know you. She's kind of back and forth and like, you know, okay, but you have to understand that there's been a lot of things going on around this area. Everyone's on very high alert and he's just kind of, ma'am, I know, I understand. Um, please just let me explain the situation. There's just kind of that back and forth going on as you show I, up. I would like to step in and brush my hair to the side and use my charm and, and just introduce myself and say, ma'am, I'm sorry for the commotion. Special Investigator Young with the uh, Perryville sheriff's office um he is not a special investigator <laughs> i am special believe me um <laughs> we're, we're investigating the disappearance of your neighbor and how it relates and i am sorry that we bothered you earlier but i was wondering if you'd seen anything possibly i know a lovely young lady like yourself is probably out and about and knows the neighborhood so just kind of wondering uh what you might have seen and i'm trying to persuade her into this by the way Okay, you're gonna have to make a, a good roll on this persuasion roll because she is she's not interested in this situation anymore. But I, by I, all means, you're welcome to give it a shot. I have a one. D, I have a D8 in persuasion. This is always the area yeah. of the game I'm best at. Watch that go out <laughs> the window. Watch him get a one. It's a four because I can't roll above okay. a four today. Okay, you still got a wild die. You know what? I'm gonna use a. If you use a Benny, it's a max, right? No, you re-roll. Ah, shit. Um, <laughs> you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna do it. Okay. Wild die first. For the record, it he just did. He rolled a three. What well, oh, do okay. I do? I re-roll the wild die too. You re-roll everything. All right, yeah. well, I'm gonna roll. And the that's wild the thing. Die for the first. record, you got to take whichever one is the better of the two. Those two just disappeared. Yeah. Okay, so your wild's a four, so you have at least a standard. Good God, a what five. would be a standard success? A five. Okay. Um, what I'm gonna say is she at least like I don't want to say calms down, um, but there is sort of a like, you know, the fact that the, the the sheriff's deputy is there and that you are approaching her directly instead of just kind of showing up. She makes mention of like, okay, well, just so you know, this is not how you go about doing things. Like, this is not you don't just show up somewhere uh, uninvited and just start poking around people's houses. And I'm dressed nicely, by the way. I've got my pea coat on. It's it's getting okay. chillier, so I look. I don't look like Tanner showing up in a fucking straw hat and overalls. I look like I would be an investigator. <laughs> well, to be fair, she does love raccoons. Oh. Damn it! I knew I should have sent him instead. <laughs> um, so she she's at least like kind of mellowed out. Um, she she's still visibly agitated, but she's not like yelling or trying to get you to leave at this point. Um, you said you wanted to ask her like some questions about what's going on around mostly, the area. Yeah, mostly I you know want to stress the fact that we are legitimately trying to figure out what's going on, and there's been a lot of crazy stuff. And just ask her if she saw her neighbors leave, if she talked to them, um, if she knew where they went. Like you know, is, is there right. anything she can offer? 
um, she'll give kind of a look to the to the deputy of like, is this on the up and up? And he kind of I don't know, like he gives them the the, the, the Simpsons bit, Damn you know. It. But I mean, he says as much like they they've they got the papers, you know. Um, and he says, if I'm not needed, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. We've got a lot to deal with back at the station. So she reluctantly says, okay, fine. Uh, and he goes, she turns back to you and says, look, here's what I know. She actually kind of looks over your shoulder until he's out of your shot. And then she says this. Here's the deal. I know exactly what happened to the two of them. Okay. Here's the deal. Owen was jealous. Right? He was jealous of Amari's job. He was jealous of the things that uh, she could do that he couldn't. He killed her. I know he killed her. That's exactly what happened. He started to bury her in that backyard. And then he decided that was too obvious because it is. So instead, he took her body out to that farm where he works and he buried her there. And then obviously he fled the county. Which which farm did he work at? Oh, the Buckeye Hay Farm, of course. Did you see him move the body? Did you see anything weird? Well, no. But like... Obviously, that's what happened. Obviously, yes. Uh, out of out of character, real quick, or out of game. The Buckeye Farm, like that's not the farm we were at earlier, right? Or is that's nope. a different? You guys, farm. chickens in the mist took place at a place called Three Spring Farm. That's a it's an actual like poultry farm. Oh, I, I meant the when we were at that mound earlier. That wasn't anywhere near this farm, was it? That was, nope. at, that was at a restaurant. Okay. That was a the first the first mound was at a house uh, yes, where yes. you guys met the sheriff was yeah at a restaurant and out behind it was like a wooded area. Um, did she? Did you hear any commotion? Any screams? Anything that would lead you to believe this happened, or is this purely based on your own investigation and findings and uh, intuition? She says, I didn't have to hear anything to know it. Look, everybody knows the way that those two, you know, went about business. Okay. He was from here originally, but he hadn't been here in like 10 years. And he was mad and resentful that she made him move back here when she got a job at the high school. They were unhappy. It was obvious they were unhappy. Young couple like that. I could tell she didn't like talking about him. We worked together at the school. Uh, we're going to take a look around your neighbor's house to see if we can find any evidence to prove that he did that so we can lock his ass up. Um, I'm going to have one of my associates sit with you and, and talk with you a little bit more, if that would be okay. I'm not doing it. Oh, I'm going to gesture towards Steven. No. Oh, it's definitely Steven <laughs> as the prettiest one. Yeah, no. once you, yeah once she's, she starts to protest, but when you like gesture in his direction, he, he's the only one that she really hasn't like been aware of at all yet. And she's like, and look at him. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But the sheriff hadn't even been in that house. They're going to let you in. Like I said, ma'am, I'm very special. Do you watch Cape championship wrestling? I did not know there was such a thing. Well, now you got something to do tonight. If you know what I mean. Get your batteries on charge. All right. Now I'm going to have Steven come over. And um, <laughs> you know what it means, God damn it. And we're. Get your batteries on charge. <laughs> I'm going to have Steven <laughs> talk to I got to rename someone in the group chat real quick to batteries on charge, by the way. Um, I, expect I think a, we'll do that to Jesse. I expect a message about that one, Dalton. 
Um, <laughs> and while Steven's talking to her, I'm going to motion to Tanner and Lindsay to uh, try to enter the house. To I was like, yeah, can we get something moving here rather than us placating I'm gonna, her? I'm going to say, I'm going to ask these two, did you guys see any kind of door to the back door of the house or anything while you were back there? They would have. There's a back door, uh, yeah, within the fence. Well, Lindsay saw yeah, a, one back a, there. She saw a door marked pirate. <laughs> I Shannon, there was a door marked private. Did did you think that said pirate? Well, no. <laughs> Let's go investigate the door. Um yes. I wanna I'm gonna stay with Steven for just a minute here. Steven, I need you to make me a persuasion roll as well. Yeah. This won't that's... be quite as difficult because she's already kind of talking, but okay. you're new. She doesn't know you. Uh-huh. Do you have any ranks in persuasion? I got one, and it's a four, because I am not good with talking. All right, so you at least get the D4. There's no penalty here, so you get the D4 yeah. and the D6. Pretend she's a customer. Fuck no. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be worse. Gonna I, for some reason, have a plus one on my persuasion, so that would technically be a three. And then... Oh, because you're uh, you're pretty. Oh, is that's that why? I, that's why I selected mm-hmm. you, Steven. Uh, that's a six? <laughs> Or do That's I better? I get a five. no. It doesn't. It has to it physically do age on things. the okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So you get a six. You have a six total as the highest one that you can get, which is pretty good. Um, sitting with talk and talking with you, you get the idea that like you're a lot more relaxed maybe than than the rest of your team at this point in time. Because also you don't know what the hell is going on, so <laughs> it's a little easier to do that. Uh, what what kind of like questions would you like to ask her? I'll say this much uh, while you're thinking about what you want to ask. She kind of continues her conversation with Shannon with you because she uh-huh. was already sort of bitching a little bit about the the dude, the husband. Right. Um, she keeps that going about Owen. She says, oh, he was always grouchy. He made Amari feel bad. They moved back from St. Louis to Perryville, even though he didn't give anything up. He got fired from his construction job up there because he started to fight and push some other guy off a roof. Amari said that the guy was lucky that he only broke an ankle. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, oh, shit. I guess I'll... <laughs> ah, man. I'm not sure exactly what questions we need to go through. Okay. I guess... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you think about this for a little yeah. bit, and I'll mm-hmm. go back to them. Okay, you guys are back <clears throat> outside the fence and outside the house. Um, if you're wanting to go back over the fence without being seen, you're going to have to make some stealth rolls. Is there a way... Is there just, like, a way to get into the fence now that we've got these papers? I mean, you the pay you gotta well, slide them I, through the lock. Well, what I mean by that is, I'm gonna hold the papers up and look around the neighborhood. I can be here. Yeah. I can be. Here. <laughs> um, what what I meant was really more for for her benefit because while she does know that you're like working with them now, uh, she does not know that you have permission to go in the house. She is acutely aware that no one has been in the house, including the sheriff's department. You get the idea that this is like the nosy neighbor type. Like she's been watching through the blinds, everything that's been going on. Well, that's also partially why I had Steven talk to her was to distract her while we did this. Okay. You know I'm I mean? still going to make you make a stealth <laughs> roll, but I'll, I'll give you a little credence for that. All right. Unless you just want to blatantly do it, like, and risk the fact that she might, it might affect his investigation with her. No, I'll, I'll try to stealth it. Um, okay. And I mean, to be fair, if one of you can get in and get in the back door, you can open the other doors. Well, I wish I had. That won't work. Though. I wish I hadn't rolled now. Uh, <laughs> hey, a four. That's hey. there. You go. Yeah, in, in no, the, four's good enough. Oh, thank God. That's what you need. Yeah. 
Four is the target. Four is the standard target number for most things. Every time I hit so, the target number, I'm going to take a shot. That's how we're going to win the game. That's a bad idea. Not rolling the way we're rolling. So anyway. you uh, you you get over the fence. No difficulty for the most part. Um, it's about as difficult as it was before. You're back in the backyard. Uh, what's the plan? Back door. Back door. Yep. Back door is locked. Uh, I want to open it. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're you're certainly welcome to if you have the ability to like try to pick the lock. Um, you can you can try to to break it. Um, for the record, the back door does not seem anywhere near as sturdy as the the front door in the sense that it's not like a big you know nice wooden security door. It looks a little less intense. So. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask what kind of door it is. Is this something that I could? Because my two thoughts is either kick the door in or try to kick the handle off the door. Um, just depending. Uh, I mean, the it comes out in the wash. The skill that you would use to do it is strength, regardless. So, so what I would like to do is kind of grab the handle like I'm opening it, like I'm meant to do this, and then basically shoulder ram it and push it open, like just okay. smash the, it open. For the record, from the back, from the backyard, you can't be seen. Like, yeah, there's a privacy fence surrounding the the backyard. Okay, so. then I'm definitely just gonna kick the door in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, make a strength check. All right, here's the... Oh, there it is. That's what we want. Oh, yeah, that's what I oh, want to see. That's nice. what I want to see. That's a 21. You just decimated the door. The, see the numbers well in advance before you guys. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> you're frustrated at this point with a lot of what's going on. You take your frustration <laughs> out on that door. Um, luckily, it's not a deadbolt, which is, in a way, a little surprising. Um, you see there was a slide lock on the inside, but you, you send that thing flying. The handle was also... Uh, apparently locked. You notice once you get in there, but again, those two things are not enough for you to just smash right through it. The back door is wide open. Okay. Uh, I want to go in and take a look around first before I go much further. Make sure that the coast is clear, then open up the front door for them. You're right. Yeah, there's there's nobody in the house. Again, it's neat and tidy other than uh, a little bit of mess of, of sawdust and such where you, where you kicked uh, the door in. You know, It took a little bit of the frame away there. All right, then I'm going to open the door and uh, beckon them inside like we belong there. Okay. Yeah, you can do that with, with no difficulty. Um, the front door opens, and you guys are welcome to step inside. I will do so. Cut I back to Steven. Uh, your right. conversation with Bettina, the neighbor, What would you? where would you so, like to take that? So with the conversation, she's pretty much like very dislikes this man uh i guess uh one of the questions is like did she say anything about him like wanting to hurt her or hurt her in any way before did she mention anything like any abuse she but says like that? that she could tell that that amari was unhappy in her marriage she said this earlier but you right may not have heard it she said uh you know, I could tell she didn't like talking about him. And she actually like brings her voice down, like those people are around when she says that. Mm. Um, but beyond that, she doesn't offer any specifics. Okay. Uh, but again, she's fully convinced that he murdered her. He murdered her. He tried to hide the body out back. It didn't work. He took her out to the farm and buried her there, and then he split down. Okay. Um, would you maybe know of any place he might have gone? Did they have like. Any other like 
I guess, secondary home or like summer home that they might have had? Or no, would he were... have maybe gone to his parents or something just to get out she of town? She says she doesn't. She doesn't know anything about his extended family and that they're they're really too young and not anywhere near rich enough to have a second place to go. Right. Uh, again, the uh, Amari worked at the at the school as a chemistry teacher where, for the record, Bettina works. She mentions that she's a, a nurse and they have like a rotating shift, which is why she's not at work today. Um, you do glean that much from that conversation. But the, the two of them were friends. They chatted a lot at work. Uh, they talked about what they called like the bozos, kind of the unruly kids. They had their their you know favorite ones to kind of pick on, but like behind their backs. You know, right. these kids are never going anywhere, that kind of thing. Um, okay. And again, he, he worked he worked construction, and he wasn't really apparently very well liked in doing so. So mm. uh, that's what she knows. Do you... Would you know of his current job? Maybe we can ask some guys around there, one of his coworkers. See oh yeah, she she mentions that he he worked out at the hay farm. That's at why the, oh, she at the hay farm. That, that's right. Yeah, that's why she believes that that uh, that he dumped her body out there. Because again, okay. she never once wavers from the idea that there is a body to be found, and that's where it is. Okay. Uh. I'm assuming they're just single or like just the married couple. There's no children at all. Yep, okay. no children. They were cool. they were really young. Uh, well, right. she's at first she says they are really young, and then she says, "Well, were God rest her soul." Oh, what what happened there? With the no, no, no. She's talking about the woman. She's convinced. That oh, she's, dead. she's oh. assuming she's dead. <laughs> yes. She's just assuming. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, assuming to you, she knows that she's dead. No question about it. Steven, do me a favor. If you would, make a notice check real quick, please. Sure. That's a D8 on me. Let's see. That's a D8. That's a D8. Three, and then there's my wild. Oof. Did not notice okay. hard enough. Yep, nothing nothing to uh, address there. I'm going to pause your conversation again. We're okay. going to head back inside the house. You guys are now in the uh, like extremely unnaturally quiet house. Again, there's no one there. Um, it, 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 you know, As best you can tell, I don't know if you're looking for people, but certainly there does not seem to be anybody there. The house is really neat and tidy. Um, very southern living, live, laugh, love, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, what do you want to do? Uh, first things first, I want to look around the house and see if pictures, see if we know know who these people actually are. Okay. Uh, I don't have pictures handy, but I will very soon. While they're doing that, I find a couch or a chair and I sit down and I start scrolling through Reddit for a moment okay. or two. Look, right. it's it's become a habit. All right. <laughs> Don't judge me, Tanner. Uh, there is when you when you sit down on the chair. There's like a thin layer of dust that kind of pops up from it. Uh, you're just in like a, a basic living room chair, overstuffed chair. I noticed the dust. I say if okay. if dust comes up, that raises a whole new set of questions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it has been over a week since anybody's been in the house, as best you guys know. Specifically, I'm on squared circle, r slash squared circle. Okay. And I'm texting you saying, like, yeah. planning ideas for uh, Pro Wrestling Unscripted. Yeah, you're going to be done with this by lunch. We'll do the show that That's night. the hope. Great. That's the hope. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I want to go look around their kitchen or whatever rooms are near the back door to see if there's any signs that they were messing with the mound in the back at all. Okay. Um, real quick, don't look too closely at the faces. They don't actually look like that, but there you go. There's a wedding picture from around the house. Okay. Aww. Ugh. There you go. <laughs> look, it's AI, man. It's not perfect. <laughs> it doesn't actually look like that. They have totally normal faces. Why is she holding broccoli? Oh, I, I was going to say, Don't I like that, that they either. have matching haircuts. <laughs> She's holding broccoli. <laughs> broccoli. It's hate or no. <laughs> um, Lindsay, you said you wanted to, what was it? You wanted to check something about the mountain? I, I want to look around either toward like, Whatever rooms are near their back door, like if they've got like a mud room or anything and like the kitchen, okay. just to see if there's any signs that maybe they were messing around with the mound to like what is Oh, kind of like the other house. Appeared. Yes. Yeah, the other house had all those like things just strewn about. No, uh, it, you don't get the idea that that was the case here. They do actually have like a like a mud room slash sun porch kind of deal. Um, there's there's the normal collection of like, you know, shoes and, and like jackets hanging up on a, on a stand. Uh, but there are no like tools or implements or anything that give you the idea that they were they were messing around with the mound. Okay. Yep. Alright, I'm done off my phone. Now I'm going to get up and uh, I would also like to I want to investigate the bedroom. Okay. Uh, make a notice check. That's something I can do. I'm aware. I know you can. I do it right. Well, I got a five. five. That's good. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Roll, I'll, roll I'll do a wild die just out of curiosity. Yeah. I'll go yeah. with the five. I'll go with the five. Yeah, well, I think we should go with the five. Let's go with the five. Um, so you, you notice two things. First of all, on your way to the bedroom, you head down a kind of a, not a long hallway, but like the main hallway of the house off from the living room. Um, <clears throat> there's an open door that you pass along the way that looks like it should open up to like a small office like probably what would have been a small guest room that that um, one of the two of them or both of them decided to turn into an office. There's like a little desk in there, but there's something kind of curious on the desk. It's like a little, um, like a ham radio setup, like a little uh, personalized like radio, like the old style ham radio. CBs. Um, yeah, kind of, more or less like that. Um, but passing that for the time being on your way to the bedroom, the main thing that you notice uh, as you as you look around is that the like bifold door closet, like the one that's right beside me, you can see part of it right there, the one that we have in our office. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a, a similar closet like that in their their main like master bedroom. The bifold doors are open, which is kind of probably the most out of place thing that you've seen so far, because otherwise it looks like somebody has staged this house like you could walk in and move in today. Um on the top shelf of it, because there's like a, a bar for clothes and there's a top shelf, you would notice that there's like a kind of a dust outline of where some suitcases were and they are gone, leading you to believe that it's likely that they definitely packed. They didn't just disappear out of nowhere. They packed and left. Hmm. Um, and that's all in this room? That's it for this room? Yep. Okay. That's it then I would like to go to the bathroom real quick and just check that out it won't, once it's my turn. Okay. Anybody else? Uh, I'd like to like check kitchen, living room, you know, anywhere in the house, see if we can find any kind of mail 
uh, give us any kind of indication of what these people were doing before they left and who they actually are. Give us the actual names. Okay. Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you lean out and look even in the the mailboxes attached to the house. Uh, the names that were given by the neighbor, this Owen and Amari Bollinger. That's that appears to be the name. You find a piece of mail each in a small stack of stuff that belongs to to the both of them. Um, there's nothing of any real like standout interest here. There's an electric bill addressed to him. Um, she's got like a like a magazine offer that's addressed to her. Um, no checks, no stubs, or anything like that. It's it's junk mail and bills. Okay. Put a pause on that and cut back to Stephen. Stephen, your conversation continues. Your friends are now inside the house. What else would you like to try to glean from this? Okay. Um. Well, she's clearly like good friends with Amari, so I guess mm -hmm. like I uh talk with her, like how she is at work. Um. And uh, just try to get, keep her talking at least about her and okay. see if I can't get anything out of that, you know. She'll um, she'll once again mention that, like, they, they ate lunch together. They talked mm -hmm. about the students. Uh, you know, they had the ones that they doted on and the ones that they didn't quite so much. Again, she mentions the bozos, like the, the, the ones who aren't going anywhere. Uh -huh. um, but she doesn't mention anybody by name. She just says that was kind of their thing kind of their thing gotcha okay um yeah she's she's just convinced she's dead and yeah oh yeah yeah if you ask her outright like you you can get away with that pretty much one time and she's uh -huh. going to say absolutely yeah without question i know this is what happened do i have any proof all right admittedly no but the only proof i need it's right up here i've been watching them i know them that's what happened when I say you can get away with that one time, what I mean is like you very much get the idea. If you keep yeah. asking, she's gonna get gonna irritated. get irritated. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, Put man. pause on that and head back yeah. in the house. Keep thinking. <laughs> All right. Just uh, sure. anybody else? Let's jump in from in there. Oh, I was uh, looking at the bathroom. Remember? Yeah. There's there's nothing interesting. It's a bathroom. No blood. It's no, very straightforward. Nothing like that. Nope. Okay. Nope. I won't even make you roll for it. The shower curtain is closed. You can pull it back. Nothing in there. Nothing of interest. It's it's bone dry because it hasn't been used in a while. Um, Standard um, sink, medicine cabinet, all that good stuff. The liquor's starting to sit in, so I'm losing mental focus. But while I've still got <laughs> it, I want to... Because uh, <laughs> I take another shot there. I'm incorporating my whiskey drinking into the character. It's a lot of fun. I know. I, I take a <laughs> I take a swig of whiskey while I'm in there, and then I'm going to go back and tell Tanner. Um, so the... looks like she, whoever it was packed suitcases, and it, it's not like they left in a hurry. They actually packed and left. I think the woman next door is insane, but she's really adamant that the dude killed her, took her body up there, and then packed and left. So maybe it would be worth checking out the Buckeye Farm, if nothing else, just for peace of mind. Yeah, I think so too. Let's let's ski at him. I agree. And then I pull out my flask and offer it to him. Eh? Eh? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> then uh, we're going to gather Lindsay and head out the front door. I'm gonna try to we'll carefully. Rescue Steven. I'm gonna carefully say, try to place Lindsay, the. You want to do in the house before you leave? <laughs> no, I I'm pretty much convinced that there's nothing else there for us to find. Okay. 
He's smiling. Kangaroo oh, Court. you've already made that decision. Kangaroo You're Court. Out. All right. Uh, yeah, you can leave the house with no difficulty. Steven, I'll give you, you know, uh, one last kind of opportunity if there's anything else you want to ask of her, but your, your friends are coming out and they look like they're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, like, again, I guess is there any other place he could have gone? Because we just, we need to find him at this point. Is she there... says, I agree. The sheriff should have been doing that job a long time ago. They shouldn't have had to call in extra people to do that. But no, I don't know where he went. At this point, he's probably out of the country. Okay. Was was there disputes before? Did they have the cops called on him before? No. And she no. says that kind of bitterly, like she knows it's not good for her case. Like she, she clearly does not like the guy, and she thinks that that he's an asshole, and and she knows all the stuff about him. But there's right. never been like she, she'll admit there's never been a domestic dispute. Like no, the cops have never shown up or anything like that. Um, she just doesn't think the guy's good enough for her. Then, for yeah, Amari, more or less, she's not going to admit that. But mm, I'm assuming you're okay. also not saying it out loud, so. right? Yeah, yeah. So okay. Hunter, uh, if on my way out of the building, because normally what I'll do is as I leave, I'll take one last glance and then take off. Would that matter for anything in the in the front room? Um, I mean that. I mean that. I'm not just saying that. I legitimately do that. Take one last look to make sure I didn't miss anything before I go. Uh, make okay. You don't have. You didn't take focus as a skill, did you? Let me look. I. I um yeah actually I do yeah okay make a focus check okay ow my phone I don't think this is what this is intended for but I'm gonna use it anyway okay that's not bad let me uh that's not bad see what I got in here oh god drunk Shannon roll press things right fuck's sake probably the six then a target number and a plus either way. Um, looking back over the house, like right before you leave, you kind of reset the back door as best you can. You know, upon close inspection, it's going to be clear it's broken, but somebody would have to go up and look at it for that to be the case. Um, it occurs to you looking around the room that everything is so normal, but you cannot remember the last time you saw a ham radio. That's weird. That is weird. And I remember you mentioning that earlier. Um, I'm going to tell Tanner and Lindsay, give me just one second. I just want to check something real quick. Um, okay. As somebody who legitimately had an, a big interest in ham radio growing up, I, I would like to go fiddle with it. Okay. Um, it it, uh, it looks like it should work. Everything's plugged in as best you can tell. I mean, I don't know how much time you spend around those things, but it looks like it's a working setup and it should theoretically work. Uh, I'll, I'll, quickly cut outside to mention that as you guys walk outside, oh I don't know, let's say Mo. Uh Lindsay, Lindsay, you as Shannon says that you kind of have to turn and look up at him because you're at the base of the porch. And in doing so you look and notice that there is an antenna on the top of the house. Like a okay. like an odd antenna. Um you might not know it, but this is a ham radio antenna. Shannon can tell you that later if, if that's not something you would know if it is then you do know it it's, it's not something i would know okay so we will presume that at a later point in time he'll tell you that's what it was um shannon make do you have electronics as a skill i do <laughs> make an electronics check that's something i can do all right 
Because it's a little more involved than just like pressing the on button. It is. But I need it to not be because. <laughs> oh, the dice hate us. Hunter, just, Hunter, just, Hunter, just, oh, just, no. just use the Benny. I don't even care anymore. No, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. Use the Benny. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you got one left after that. Hunter, I am losing focus at this point. I'm good. I am, I am aware. That's why I made you make a focus roll. I'm good. Oh, son of a bitch. Come on. Give me something better than that. That's better. That's better. That's, hey, better. That's, that's what better. you need. It takes a little fiddling around, but a minute later, you manage to get the thing up and running. Um, and the second, like literally the second that you turn it on, you hear a transmission coming through. You're catching it in, in like mid trans, uh, uh, transmission, like in, the, in mid conversation, basically. But it occurs to you as it like gets fired up and running that this thing is set to the local like police channels. And some police chatter is coming through. What you hear is this officials have confirmed one escape from Southeast correctional center in Charleston nearby residents in the area received phone calls about the prison escape just moments ago, uh, uh, moments ago on Monday and were urged to lock their doors. Law enforcement officers are looking for a convicted mass murderer, 57 year old Jack McNeil authorities say McNeil escaped by climbing over two security fences he had already left the area before authorities were notified of their escape. The Department of Corrections is working with local law enforcement officials. According to records, McNeil was convicted of numerous first-degree murder charges in Perry County and convicted of battery of a prisoner in 2014 and an escape charge in 2016. If you have information regarding the escape, contact your local law enforcement agency, the penitentiary, or call the Department of Corrections. Shannon, at that time, you would also notice that there is a like a ham call book sitting beside the equipment, scrawled on it in pencil, and what appears to be uh, a man's handwriting uh, are two things. One of them just says McNeil, and the other one says Bolden, R.I.P. Bolden, R.I.P. Um, and I'm assuming just looking through that book, there's nothing else of interest. It's just that. Nope. It's a standard ham call book and it would have like the local law enforcement channel and, and all that stuff, like the call signs and numbers and stuff for all that. Okay. Um, I'm going to take, can I take the book anyway? Just to show everybody? Yeah. Sure. So I'm going to take the book and rush out of the room and find Lindsay and Tanner and tell them that this, this person had McNeil written on the book. He had McNeil written on the book. If he's been gone for a week, then how the hell did he know either McNeil escaped or why does he have his name written down? Those are good questions. Stephen, about this time, uh, just real quick, you you wrap up your conversation with Bettina, who's going to go in for lunch. Um, Uh, Her phone has rung a couple of times in the background or made some sound effects, some noises, and so she's going to bid you adieu unless you have any other questions. Nah, nothing comes to mind, no. Jeez, okay, just, well, you guys talk amongst yourselves, and I will, as you basically recongregate in the Bollinger front yard, and I will be right back. I immediately go up to Steven, and I ask him, who's Bolden? Bolden? And then I show him the I book. I'm pointing at it, and I'm being very aggressive. Steven, who is Bolden? <laughs> I, I don't know who Bolden is. All right, look. What? Look, Tanner, as our resident serial killer expert, last night... We saw a guy. No, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a good way. Last night, we had a guy in an animal mask attack us with a, with, uh, if I remember correctly, a machete, right? Jack McNeil 
That yeah. was his call sign. The dude escaped from from Charleston, and this guy had McNeil written on the book along with Bolden R.I.P. So I'm thinking either he helped the dude escape or something. I don't know. I'm a little tipsy at 8 in the morning. I'm not going to lie to you. Point is, we need to figure out who Bolden is, unless you know. And if you already know, goddammit, you need to tell me. And otherwise... Why would I know? I'm talking to Tanner. Oh, Oh, okay. How would I know? I don't know. <laughs> Lindsay, do you do, the name Bolden? Has that come up yet in our travels? No, it has not. All right. In that case, I'm going to text Sheriff and ask him who is Bolden. Okay. Uh, I assume you're doing so as you guys are like getting into Stephen's vehicle. Yes. Yeah. Because I think we're going to the Buckeye Farm to look around. Yeah. Okay. Um. On the the way there, on your your travel there, um, and it takes a little while because this is a little little further out of town. So it's going to be about a 15, 20 minute drive. Um, you would eventually, Shannon, about halfway there, receive a text back from the sheriff who says, "Oh, um, you mean the the Bollinger one? Uh, he was he was killed. He was one of uh, one of McNeil's victims." Back in all that nasty business in 2012. Uh, I'm gonna text the sheriff. Call me, call me, please, ASAP. Okay. Uh, within a couple of minutes, while you're still on the way, he he calls and and asks what he can do for you. But he says you're gonna have to make it quick because we're swamped around here. Things are getting kind of wild. Really fast, I'm gonna tell him everything that happened. That we went inside, we found the ham radio station, we found this book that says McNeil on it, and rest in peace, Bolden, and ask him if he can make heads or tails of this. And that we're heading to the Buckeye Farm because crazy bitch next door, the MAGA motherfucker, she thinks that they buried the girl up there. He okay, so first of all, he's like, you hear him like, oh, okay. He's trying to piece all this stuff together because, again, at this point, he is he is aware that there is, and he, he'll tell you in case you somehow haven't heard that uh, McNeil escaped We're from aware. the correctional yeah. facility. Yeah. Um, not to mention his deputy's been killed, as he told you earlier. So put the pieces together. They're working on that. Um, the mound thing is, frankly, the la- like least of his concerns right now. Um, but he says what you're telling me if I'm putting two and two together sounds like this. Um, Bolden was Owen's brother. They were related. So it stands to reason that he would write his brother's name and RIP somewhere. Now why it's on his ham radio call book. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's got reason to be afraid of, of McNeil. Um, it makes sense. You know, he's, he's worried he killed his brother and now maybe he's coming for him. I don't know. Yeah, but as I'm talking to the sheriff, but if they left a week ago and McNeil just left, why would he write the name down on his book now? He would have had to have written that either he's still here and we just don't know it, or he wrote this down Uh-oh. a week ago. Well, oh, there we go. Are we good? We I bet? thought you froze. Yeah, we, we well, you, you froze guys all big froze. time. Yeah, you guys all froze too. Yeah, okay. that was bad. Uh, what I was saying is, he wrote this down. If they've been gone for a week and it's written on his book, either he's still here and we don't know it, or he knew this was going to happen or had some part in it happening. But it makes no sense that he would write the name down a, a week before the guy escapes. 
And he says again, I mean, yeah, I don't disagree with you. It's weird, but no one has seen this guy. And we've had people searching for him for some time now. No one's seen him. No one's seen his wife. They up and left. They're gone. I don't know. Uh, before we get there, I'm going to ask him, or I'm going to tell him what Karen said and ask if he thinks there's any truth, if there's any credibility to what she said. He says, we've been up to that farm numerous times now. There's no part of me that believes that she has any any credibility for that. I mean, she's a busybody, man. She lives next door. You know, she she hears things. She thinks she's hearing things. She's always on the lookout for something that's not happening. Of course, she thinks that's what happened. She watches too much TV. Let's just put it out there. That's true. All right. Uh, I'm going to just, if we could be of any service or if you can help, please let us know. Yeah, we'll do. And and I mean, not rudely, but he's going to he's going to disconnect real quick. I'm going to turn to Tanner um, once again. About that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was no, just going to say, I was going to turn to Tanner and say, the sheriff doesn't think there's anything out at that farm. And I'm not saying that I do either, but this shit's weird. And I think it's worth taking a look. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm going to get close to Tanner and say, look, Tanner. Maybe I've had too much whiskey to drink at this point. I, I need you to take the lead on this because everything is wavy gravy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at him and go, okay, and then slap him in the face. And, I'll, and I'm going to accept that slap. <laughs> uh, you guys roll up to, to the, the Buckeye Hay Farm. You can see from a distance there's about, uh, I mean, you can't see all, you know, dozen of the fields, but it definitely takes up a large distance about out to the to the horizon. Uh, large fields, square buildings. It is very, very straightforward. The picture of this kind of a place. Uh, big rolls of hay are sitting in the fields where they've been harvesting stuff. You can see there's some old rundown tractors out and about. Um, Tanner, you in particular would probably be surprised to see that some of that stuff is still in working order. Like people are still driving some of these old, old tractors. Um, other than that, there's what is clearly a main building that you could pull up to. There's a few vehicles parked out there. None of them very new. None of them in the greatest condition. Um, there doesn't appear to be anyone specific there to talk to. Uh, there's just a lot of people just kind of milling about. Nobody looks any more important than anyone else. Ugh. Uh, to see who the closest person looks like has any authority and pull up so we can talk to him. Okay, sure. Um, uh, yeah, you talk to, to somebody whose name you don't even really quite catch. Uh, he's pretty clearly busy. He kind of jerks his thumb over his shoulder and says, you're going to want to talk to Hopkins in the main office. I got a lot going on here. And he jumps up actually onto a piece of farm equipment and takes off. All right, let's head to the uh, to the main office. To Hopkins. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's uh, kind of a short, squatty guy sat behind a uh, sat behind a uh, very bare bones desk. Um, he's certainly not in office attire, but he's a little cleaner than the other guys. It's pretty clear. He's middle aged, kind of balding. Uh, that he must be the the guy you're talking to. Uh, can I help you, folks? Yes, sir. We're uh, working with the Perry County Sheriff's Department, and I show the paper. Let okay. He kind of squints at it closely. and All right. Kind of hungs his cheek. What so can I do for we're you? We're helping with the investigation of these mounds that have been popping up. We've uh, we've already investigated two locations, and 
I understand that you might have a mound that is shown up here in one of your pieces of property, and we, you know, was not that? No. No, sir. Can't say I can help you with that. Tanner, you want to ask him about one of their employees. The mound is in their yard, and their employee has not been present lately. Oh, that's the question, yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm tired. I didn't drink coffee. I had milk. I'll, I'll, it's I'll, still early. I'll step in and just, just say it plain like, Owen Bollinger, what do you know about him? <laughs> oh, so this guy immediately puts his hand into his head and he goes, or his head into his hands. He goes, I, I feel like I should have seen this one coming. Uh, look, I don't really know what I can tell you about that boy. He worked here. He quit about a week ago. He left me a not so great letter. Said that him and his wife had to go away. They hoped they'd be back soon. They weren't sure. That's really all I know to tell you about it. Where did he work? Which particular area of the farm did he work? Uh, he just mentions that he was one of the harvesters or no particular area. He was out and about, same as most of the rest of them. He didn't spend any more time in one place than another. He buried his wife out here somewhere. Do you know where that might be? He says, now hold on a minute. Just hold your wad there, fella. All right? That didn't happen out here. We got solid security. He has not had the ability to get onto this property in some time since he told me he quit. Lindsay, help. I'm just going to turn to Lindsay and Lindsay, help. You're just digging a massive hole. Yeah, oh. but so okay, did so Owen, he basically, and we need to find that hole. <laughs> So basically what you're telling us is he gave a letter of resignation, not just putting in time off. So to speak. Uh, he like sighs out again. He goes, yeah, I guess you could call it that. It wasn't precisely the way that I would describe it. Um, he actually like pulls up uh, the letter and reads from it. And so it's very like, like a very solid reading cadence. It sounds like he's reading dear Mr. Hopkins. You've been a fine boss. Unfortunately, I need to leave town with Amari for a spell. I do not know if I'll be back. I hope to come back, but please don't keep my job from me since I know you need help and there's others deserving. Sorry, Owen. And he just kind of mm. flares it like that. He'll even hand it to you if you want. Yeah, I'd like to, to look at it, see whether it's something that did he typed up or if it was handwritten or... Okay, uh, I'll show it to you. The names are not going to be the same because I've altered them, but for your benefit, if you really want to look at it, it looks like this. It's definitely okay. handwritten. So it doesn't look like it was written in a rush or anything, though. It looks like he took nope. the time to fill it out. Okay. Do you know mm -hmm. where he would have went? Did he ever say? Did he have friends here? Anyone that he would have talked to? Uh, that's a whole lot of questions, and he kind of just condenses it all down to not really. I wouldn't say he was liked or disliked. I don't really think he, he you know, there was a lot of attention paid to the boy here. He was a fine enough worker. He's put me in a bind by not being here. That's really all I know to tell you about him. Did he ever steal dirt? <laughs> he kind of laughs and goes... No, no, I can safely say that he never did that. 
in the midst of this conversation, uh, Hopkins gets up and just kind of, uh, like you can tell he's just like world weary. And he goes, well, it just feels like everything has gone to hell since the Rehagans left this place behind. All right. <laughs> Interest perked. What do you mean? I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, and I, I, I don't mean it like that. I mean, very, I'm trying to be comforting. <laughs> I, I want to try to sell myself to the guy and, and act like okay. I care about his plight and ask him what he means. Okay. Make a persuasion roll. Steven, you still there? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Steven. No problem, buddy. <laughs> Steven, the liquor's starting to set in and I don't like it. I got a six. <laughs> I keep taking shots and I don't know why I haven't eaten today. Oh, no, stop. I can't. That's a bad idea. I can't. You can. I literally can't. I got to push myself to see how far we can take it. Hopkins, Hopkins says, look, obviously you folks aren't from around here. I assume the sheriff brought you in for some other particular reason. So let me explain. All right. He takes a big breath and tries to explain it all. He goes, this place has long since been owned by the Buckeye Corporation. But you know about the other big farm around here at Three Spring, I'm assuming. <laughs> all too well. Yeah. All yeah. too well. Yeah. Kind of like cocks an eyebrow at that and says, okay. Well, Three Spring's been owned for a long time by the Rehagen family. Okay. Absalom Rehagen, who is the the, you know, Head of the family over there. Um, still in charge. That old coot's been there for 60-something years now. Got a couple of kids. And for the most part, we really thought that they were going to be the ones to take over this this whole industry in this area. They were going to eventually absorb this place and make it better than it was. It's just when, you know, when the patriarch of that family passed away, because he's... He mentions Absalom as like the grandfather at this point. He's the the elder statesman. When his son passed away a few years ago, we thought that that one's son, Ben, would take over this farm. Came back to college, went instead to work in for his grandpa over at Three Spring. We kind of felt like he turned his back on what he was supposed to do here. He's an arrogant little prick. He thinks he's too smart to help run a hay farm. So now his cousin, Jack, is running this place. He lives in St. Louis. He barely pays any attention. He's only been here once since he took it over three years ago. Uh, Too much money to throw around. And pretty much he's just laying it out that this place is not doing very well. Um, and it's kind of been on the skids for a while. So he's a little frustrated with that. And then he kind of like shakes the cobwebs loose and says, look, I understand that doesn't have anything to do with what y'all are after, but that's where I'm at right now. So apologies if my head is somewhere else. But I'm telling you, ain't nobody buried out here. It, It ain't nobody buried on this property. Man decided to up and leave. I don't know what happened to him other than what I can tell you, but he didn't come here. You're welcome to look around if you must. Just don't get in my people's way. We we appreciate that. We'll uh, stay out of their way if you don't mind us taking a little look around, for sure. Whatever makes you happy. Do you have a coffee machine? I desperately need it. <laughs> he says, uh, 
sure. And he kind of gestures over to the, like, if you make your way out of his specific office, there's like a, it's like a little, like a auto shop in a way, like, you know, everything's kind of all in one room and there's a, there's a coffee maker. It looks like it's been sitting there for a while. Cause at this point it's getting close to lunch. Doesn't matter. It's still coffee. I'm going to take a quick, uh, a quick cut before we head out and then go investigate. Okay. I'm going to okay. thank him for his time and tell him we'll get out of his hair. Sure thing. You keep that letter. I don't need it anymore at this point. I'll pocket it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to expedite a little bit of, uh, of the process here to help you guys out. You can spend as much time as you want on the farm. There's nothing to see. Good. It's a, it's a bunch of, of yeah. rolls of hay and little squat buildings, and you can search every corner of them if you want to. Uh, you can talk no. to every worker. You're going to get basically the same story. They all uh, make it clear that their frustrations right now are with the Rehagen family. They don't know anything about that dude who was here. Uh, nobody really like liked him or disliked him in any particular way. He was kind of a prick, but everybody who works there is kind of a prick some days. So, uh, While Lindsay is going to take over and Tanner, I'm going to text um, the sheriff about the Rehagen family just to ask him if he has any info on it. I'm also going to do kind of a Google search just to see if I can see anything that might pertain to what we're doing. Yeah. What do you, what do you mean? What, what precisely are you wanting from me? I guess is what I'm asking for. Um, well, like I said, just asking the sheriff if, if he thinks there's any correlation between the, the Rehagen and Owen or anything like that, just, just a general search to see if there's anything that might have any, any impact on what we're searching for. Okay. Um, Hunter, you're going to have to bear with me here. (laughs) <laughs> here's here's what I can tell you. Uh, I'll let you Google around, get some information from the sheriff. Here's some things that he can clarify or or uh, tell you. Um, as he mentioned before, it was uh, Owen's brother uh, was one of the ones who was killed in the the uh, the event, as it's kind of described, the McNeil situation. Um, basically, what happened there? Because again, you guys never quite got all the the details there. Uh, Back in, in 2012, there was a situation over at uh, at Three Spring where the way it's described in uh, the news media and in law enforcement, um, there was a guy by the name of William Boxdorfer who worked at the, the Three Spring farm. And he basically is a hero. He saved the day. McNeil, who was another worker there, had just gone on a rampage with this machete and he had killed five employees there, just murdered them. Um, it was Boxdorfer who stopped that. He got his hands on a chain, uh, managed to, to hit McNeil with it and, and stop this, this rampage. Um, McNeil was sentenced to death, which you knew from before he's been serving his time in the correctional facility in Charleston ever since then. Um, Boxdorfer was treated as a hero, but beyond that, nobody else is, is really talking about him. The sheriff will confirm that he's not really thought of that way these days. He's also kind of a prick, uh, not the guy that, that people want to talk to. In fact, he makes mention that you'll remember he's the one with the last mound in his yard, and he's the one yeah. nobody can get close to. Wait, so um, I, I'm trying to put this all together in my head, So, and I'm not, I have a minus five to it right now. Uh, yes, you do. So... <laughs> 
McNeil worked with with Boxdorfer. Uh, Owen worked at farm. Owen worked at the same place. They both have nope. Mount. Owen worked no. at the hay farm. Owen worked at the hay farm. Uh-huh. Um, they both have um mounds in their yard. Does the other guy does he does he relate to this story in any way, or is he just a random guy that it see, it feel like there's a correlation here, and I'm too tipsy to realize it. Lindsay, help. Uh, I what I can tell you on what I can help you with is that you you were not told what McClure did uh, for a job. If you pursue that that lead, McClure uh, was the guy who worked or who owned the other house that had the mound in the yard. If you pursue that lead, you'll find out that he um, was a long haul trucker <clears throat> for Three Spring that that he drove trucks for them. Son of a bitch! So they're all connected to the farms. I feel like we should go to the box store for farm, see what we can find out there, and then go from there. Yes, but there if is. this is the William that's there, maybe you should try to contact Derek and see if he is related to him so that we don't get shot. I am already texting Derek Boxdorfer, who is listening to the show tonight. Hello, Derek. And I'm <laughs> asking him if he has any relation or if he knows this dude at all. So you say you want to go to... Boxdorfer's house, like where the where the mound is. Yes, that's what you're going for. Yes. Okay. Um, on the way there, having left the the hay farm, uh, Derek will text you back and say, "Are you kidding me? That son of a bitch! Uh, I can't help you there, man. He's kind of the black sheep. Like we don't we don't talk to him. If you got to go deal with him, good luck. Any advice you can give me on dealing with him? Apparently, he's. I'm texting this back. Yeah. <laughs> He'll text back, yeah, don't. That ain't an option, Boxy. I I say this to... Brother, that's the only option. (laughs) I say this to the group without typing it in, but I hate Derek Boxdorfer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I'm going to text Derek, be safe. Um, Some weird shit's going down. If you have to sacrifice anyone, sacrifice Dalton. But let me know if you have any other info you can send me. <laughs> he texts back a thumbs up. And let's go to the box store for farm. Okay. House. God, we're going to get shot. House. Not house. A farm. Sorry. Not a farm for the record. I am coherent. The pound is at his house. I am coherent. Um, having arrived there, first of all, of the three places you've been, this is the most likely to be described as run down. Uh, it's, it's another similar one story, you know, rambler, but it's like, it's kind of dirty. Uh, the shingles need cleaning. There's clearly, or not the shingles, the siding needs cleaning. There's some shingles missing from the roof. Um, it it is again, at best, what you would describe as a rundown. There's also a beware of dog sign that you can see, uh, right beside the front door. Like it's not on a pole or anything. It's literally posted right beside the mailbox. Uh, but animals love me. <laughs> um, I assume you guys are still in your car. You can pull up like right to the to the road in front of the house. There's a little bit of a sidewalk that leads up to the front. All right, I am not take taking the lead. the lead on this. Tanner, you take the lead. I'm not going to get myself shot. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, let's let's uh, let's put the big guy in the front to get shot at. That's, that's great. <laughs> walk I'm just I'm just asking what you guys want to do here. That's well, definitely walk up. up to the to the front. I'm not and, going for it. 
slowly walk up. Yeah. Okay. Um, as you guys approach the house, you can hear aggressive barking from inside, and it's not that like it ain't a chihuahua. Like this is this is deep, ooh, 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 like constant barking that sounds like angry. So it's not the dog from the most recent episode of uh, of Hollow's Eve Tales. It is not. Damn it! No, that was that was a good boy. That's like that's the best. That was boy. also a spoiler. Come on, man. I, that's all I said, man. I didn't, you know, hey. Um, hey. Let's, uh, let's, let's go up there and uh, try to make contact with Derek Boxdorfer. I mean, <laughs> William Boxdorfer. My bad. Okay. okay. Uh, there's no bell, but you can knock uh, within uh, a minute or two. You hear from behind it, you know, shut up, cougar. You hear him say this a couple of times. Uh, a guy comes to the door, pulls out. I guess you guys have the screen door pulled out, which is like kind of rattly in its frame. The wooden door, which is scratched all the hell, opens up, and you can now actually see what appears to be, as you may have guessed, uh, a Rottweiler behind him that is like making the loudest fucking noise that you've ever heard in your life. Um, there's also a funk that emanates when he opens the door, and it's not clear if it's coming off the guy or the house. Uh, maybe a little bit of both. He is, uh, he's got like a, uh, an undershirt that does not quite cover his stomach on, uh, uh some kind of dirty jeans. He's holding a beer can stag naturally, um, hair starting to kind of go. So it's a little thin on top and he's already got an ill tempered look on his face. He looks at the three of you and he goes, what do you want? Four of us. Four of you. <laughs> He can see three of you. Tanner's in the front. Steven's hiding in someone's pocket. A lot of <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would. I if no one's going to say anything, I'm going to ask him. Uh, we were curious about the mound in your yard and if it's for sale. He goes, <laughs> "Oh, caring about a man's dirt clods. You, you lot must be quite the crew." Well, we're from Cape Girardeau. Who are so. you? Uh, Tanner, you want to step in here? Nope. Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> um, <laughs> no, look, we're with the sheriff's department. We're uh, we're investigators from Kate. They brought us in to help with this investigation, and we're just curious about the mound that's supposedly on your property. You know, we don't mean to uh, really get too much into your privacy. We're just we're curious about the mound and what's going on. He kind of laughs again and is this real derisive, like, you know, you're asking about dirt. Uh, he goes, look, I don't know what gave you the idea that it was an okay thing to go around asking about what a man has in his backyard, but I ain't done nothing illegal. I don't know anything about it, and I'd appreciate it if you'd kindly get off my property. That's as nice as I'm going to be. Did you know Sir, Jack McNeil got loose? He looks at you and kind of narrows his eyes and says, <laughs> that old son of a bitch, well, let him come at me again. And he starts going into the story like you asked and says that he, you know, he caught him. He caught old long handle, which he keeps calling him this nickname that's been a, a, a attributed to him, caught him red handed, found him out at the chicken farm, slitting throats of all those people with the machete, hit him with that chain and called the cops. He's kind of thumping his chest about it. Like, not literally, but he's clearly very proud of his, his heroic act. Well, 
just so you know, he's escaped and it looks like he's already killed the deputy here in Perryville, so I guess you didn't put him down good enough. At the mention of that, at the mention of the deputy being dead, he goes, I don't know anything about that. And he reaches back into his waistband and produces a revolver and he goes, but I'll get him this time. And he keeps it in his hand, like pointed up at the sky. At that point, my tipsy ass will look to Tanner and go, okay, your turn. Uh, sir, look, me personally, I'm not worried about any of this. I'll tell you what, you look, you better have something worth asking me about or else you need to get to stepping. I want to know where the hell the damn dirt came from. Why it's popping up, not just in your property, but in everybody else's. I want to know if this is a danger to you or anybody else in this town. Brother, the only thing that's a danger to anyone around here right now is me to you. And he turns to close the door. Oh, man. Let's just go, and if there's things in it, let it eat them. I I like Tanner's response of just, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had strapped my shotgun to my back. Uh, I'm going to put my foot in the door. Before he can close it, and uh, oh, no! <laughs> look, I'm clearly out of my mind. Moment that <laughs> your foot hits the door, he wheels around and he presses the barrel of his gun to your forehead, and says, "You all." He looks you dead in the eye, but briefly flicks to the other folks around you and says, "You all need to leave." I'm just now. gonna. I'm just gonna tell him straight up, man to man, serious face. In Perryville, in that farm that, the, or remind me, he worked at the three, the three he springs. Worked farm. Three springs. At that farm, I fought mutant chickens. I've been mutated into something that I don't know what. I have no idea what's going on, but all I know is that it has something to do with the mound in your backyard and the other mounds, including the mound that turned one guy into a rotten skeleton. I I, I appreciate the fact that you're a local hero or whatever you are. But you got to understand, man, something is happening, something crazy. And if you want to be a hero, we need your help. Be a hero again. Then get out of my way. And he like nudges you back with it and then closes the door. I'm going to turn to Tanner and say, okay, well, that's all that I had. He didn't shoot me. So that's a plus. Yeah, I I guess. Steven, what do you got? Uh Real, real quick, everybody who was around that door, make a notice check for me. My notice is an eight. Yeah. And then just give me the numbers rather than me trying to keep up with them. Just give me your highest roll. Three. Thirteen. Go, Steven. Oh, my God. Yeah, thirteen. Okay. Or a two. It's okay. <laughs> Shannon, uh, you and Tanner both were basically too in the thick of it to notice anything other than the barrel of a of a revolver pointed at your forehead, touching it actually. Um Lindsay, outside of getting a decent look at the dog, which is exactly as you expected, a big ass Rottweiler, um, that looked like at, a, at the whistle, at the drop of a whistle, it would come flying out that door. Um, 
the inside of the house is unhygienic at best is what you can see through the the space there dirty dishes dog bowls all over the place uh, there were various other weapons lying around um everything from handguns to rifles there were boxes of ammo laying around so this this guy is exactly as he he um, purports to be steven yes from the kind of back of the the party there not quite being the thick of it. You're the only one who got a, a look at um, what you might call something interesting. Not too far inside the doorway was like a like a small table, like the kind of thing you throw your keys on when you walk in. Mm-hmm. There was a check on the table, like an old paper check. Okay. From what you could read from where you were, it was worth about $2,000 made payable to William Boxdorfer, but also written to him from William Boxdorfer Sr. Huh. I will, uh, I will relay this information to the okay. group. Why would one just leave a check like that and not take it to ta- be uh, cashed? Mm-hmm. I'm going to text, sh- text the sheriff again and ask him what he knows about William Boxdorf Sr. I he'll he'll give you the basic rundown and it's it's pretty much what you uh, have expected. Uh, Senior is the the one who owns Three Spring. I mean, he's he's kind of the the. Uh, patriarch of the whole area there rich old guy don't see him out very often mm. I, have a, I have a bad feeling this adventure is going to lead us back to three springs yeah think yeah i think we should i think we should check out three springs i think we should leave <laughs> <laughs> maybe get off the doorstep there uh-huh yeah. i'm going back to the car Okay. Um, at this point, it is like getting into the afternoon, getting into the early afternoon, one, two o'clock. You guys, for the record, uh, are about to miss a meal here. I, I say we go get Fine, some food. I only ever and, eat one a meal a day anyways. Yeah, no, I say we go grab some food and reconvene and kind of share notes and try to figure this out. And maybe do a little scooby doing while we're at dinner. Scooby Doobying. Scooby Doobying. I look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've drank way more of this whiskey than I'm You don't have to. We know. We're aware. Thank you. So I know these things. I need someone to step up and be the hero in this because I can barely remember twenty seconds ago. (laughs) And I'm never gonna do this again for Uh, the record. (laughs) You say that every time. One of the few places that is is open uh, on on Columbus Day, other than like your your chain restaurants, your fast food places, is uh, and the sheriff would actually like recommend this. Uh, City Tavern on the Square is open. It's not just a bar; uh, it, it also serves food and stuff. And they would be open like early afternoon here. In fact, there wouldn't probably be a whole lot of people around there. Let's go for it. Okay. I mean, technically, they're reimbursing us for our meals, anyways. So, yeah. yeah. So you guys head to the head to the square. Uh, City Tavern is again just kind of opening up, and yet already uh, you can see what looks like curls of cigarette smoke 
like emanating from it. Um, I'm not going to want to go there. <laughs> you're reasonably sure that that's not allowed. Uh, so maybe it's just like the place just offsetting old stuff that it had there. But uh, you know, from, from when this happened way back in the day, um, looking inside from the sidewalk, you can see everybody that's in there is like trucker or farmhand. I mean, it's obvious by the way that they're dressed, that they're all on lunch breaks, that kind of thing, you know, mid after or like early afternoon. Um, the older crowd is kind of hanging around the bar. Uh, there's a couple of them playing darts in the back. The younger ones are around uh, a couple of, of pool tables, around uh, like circular tables eating. Uh, there's also a couple of arcade machines in there, oddly. There's a Galaxian machine uh, that uh, the two or the younger ones are, are kind of uh, crowded around, but nobody under under 21, or at least they don't look it. Um it's pretty clear that non-locals or anyone who doesn't come across as a legitimate, you know, southern blue-collar worker is going to have trouble getting some respect here. In that case, I definitely want to send Tanner in there because of all of us, he is the most blue-collar worker-looking mm-hmm. dude we got. So I would send him in and tell him, Tanner, go ask some questions. See if you can get any information while we wait for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Tanner, yeah, you, you actually would find pretty quickly that once you walk in, nobody really gives you a second look in terms of, you know, they, it's obvious you're not from, you know, the immediate area, but it, you could, you could fit in, you could slide in with the crowd. Uh, you can hear for the record that most of the ambient conversation has now turned to the murder of deputy Turner. People are now acutely aware that the sheriff's deputy has been murdered, um, he was well liked in the area you glean from again, you know, conversations around you and that people are hot to figure out who did it. A couple of people suggest the name long handle and they keep saying, Oh yeah, if I ever see that son of a bitch around here, you know, I'll be the one to take him down. A couple of people are convinced that maybe he had something to do with it. Uh, <clears throat> Ask him who I'm like, yeah, just feigning dumbness. I'm gonna ask him who this long handle fellow is. Uh, couple of them will to to hand wave some of this. Couple of them will briefly, you know, just kind of wave him off. Oh, he was a crazy mass murderer from years ago. Um, every once in a while, like somebody will pop into that conversation to say they were friends with someone that he, he killed and they're still upset about it. And they, they, they want justice. He's been sitting on death row for too long. He should have been taken out by the state a long time ago. Oh, where's this, does this guy have any haunts he used to go to all the time? Or like, where, where do, where do you usually hang out? Nobody knew him that well. Um, they're, they're not, they're not that like, close to him basically I would say nobody was really all that close to him when he was there which is why they're also all convinced that he absolutely did you know what he's accused of doing no question about that um, one of them uh, who appears to be like a truck mechanic based on her attire it's a, it's a woman um, will say she'll turn around and say that uh, you know the, the Bollinger brother that was killed with him well gutted him worst of all from here down there and she just kind of draws a line from her her neck down to her midsection and then kind of like shudders uh, I've heard other murmurings around town just as I've been traveling through about this what was the name the chicken farm 
three springs. Yeah. Three springs. I want to say three rivers for some reason. Three springs. This three springs farm. You might know anything about it. If it's tied to it or not, or. Uh, another guy by the name he'll he'll mention his name is Caleb. Uh, after a little conversation, turns around and says he used to be a chicken feed specialist uh, out there years and years ago. Say you know, I mean, nothing specific about the farm, but if you're talking about McNeil, I, I got to admit I was a little surprised when he was arrested. And there's kind of like a people get kind of quiet at that. Like, what, what do you mean you were surprised by it? he killed five people? And he goes, Ah, he was always tough. Uh, true, he was a big guy, but. He was also down to business, straight shooter. I mean, that's why Boxdorf would put him in charge of inspections back then. He knew things would get handled right. So, yeah, I mean, I got to admit, I was surprised to hear he lost and killed all those folks. But, you know, I guess anybody can just snap. Hmm. Okay. And the conversation picks back up again about that. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk back out to my comrades here and kind of relay some of that information to them. Okay. Uh, you know, just let them know, hey, you know, this guy does have a tie to the, the Three Springs farm. He worked there. Apparently, he was in charge of inspections. You know, uh, box store for senior, I'm assuming, is the one that put him in charge there. So maybe this is a place we need to go to. I knew. I always knew it would end up with us going back to that goddamn mutant chicken farm. Well, I mean, the mutants <laughs> supposedly aren't there anymore. Supposedly, but... This is the reboot. This is us coming in again. And of course, they're going to put us back in the original setting because that makes more sense. So I say let's go to the chicken farm. Yeah, I've gone full Jamie Kennedy at this point. Yeah, I've gone full (laughs) Jamie Kennedy at this point. Um, Uh, I would say while we're on our way there, one of us or all of us need to explain to Stephen what happened at this place before. I'll let Lindsay tell the story because I will slur it. <laughs> uh, so basically we wound up at this farm and we're attacked by giant mutant chickens and we killed them. <laughs> oh, real quick. So you guys are leaving and heading toward the farm. Well, we're going to eat something and then head towards the farm. Yes. We're telling the story as we eat. Okay. Lindsay, um, Lindsay's telling the story of the chickens. I'm telling Stephen the story of the girl that I used to date from Perryville that was tied to the chicken farm. Stephen is uninterested. <laughs> Are you guys like sitting out on the sidewalk telling these stories? Like, like sitting sure. at like because they have tables outside of the restaurant, or did you all go in? I'd say we're, we're pretty I would outside, rather stay yeah. outside, even if it's chilly. I, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I don't, okay. the blue collar crowd today. <laughs> I'm too because, good for that. Because it is cold, um, there there is there's nobody else sitting out there, and and the the wait staff, like the the person who's, who's serving your table, seems a little put off that she has to come outside to to bring your food, but she'll do it. I mean, it's it's I'm, I'm gonna she tip can her manage really well. about it. <laughs> I would recommend that you do. Um, I'm gonna ask her what she knows about the three th- this three springs farm and Jack McNeil. She won't add anything new to that conversation. If I'm being honest with you, uh, she she's more or less gonna repeat a lot of the same stuff that you you heard um, from that that previous conversation from what Tanner had to pass on to you. So she might say some of the same things over, but she does not have any new information to add to that. How does she feel about mutant chickens? 
<laughs> she looks down because I'm assuming she's bringing Lindsay chicken fingers. Um, she looks down at them, looks back at Lindsay and goes, I don't know about mutant, but I don't really have a lot of strong feelings about chicken around here, though it is, you know, big business as you, you obviously are well aware. Um, she says, you know, I don't know how that three spring hadn't been closed or bought out by big poultry yet. Um, you know, the boys that come through here say they've been hauling fewer chickens every year for three years running last year. Boxdorfer hired up that Rehagen boy to improve productivity, but he hadn't done shit yet, she says, by kind of putting her hand up to her mouth and, and hiding it. So oh, I wonder why some of their numbers were down. Yeah, they're, they're so it's still open, but they're bringing in less chickens, and that is peculiar. I look at her very peculiar as I sip my coffee. <laughs> Can you tell us any more about him? Sorry, what was that? The the guy she brought the guy he brought in for the production. Something Hagen? Hagen? Rehagen. Oh, Rehagen. Rehagen. I don't really know a whole lot about him specifically. You know, I know that, that he was brought in to to uh <laughs> you know, again, improve productivity there. She'll repeat that much. Um, sorry, I'm trying to. I got a whole bunch of improved pro collectivity. Get her. Oh, out somebody disconnect Lindsay, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, she'll make mention again that that uh, that's really all he he was mostly known for, and apparently it's not working. You know, what whatever he was hired to do there that they thought was was going to work out. You know, he's. He's uh, part of that extended family. He was expected to go in and, and take over the hay farm instead and bring everything under one umbrella, but he went to work for his grandpa after his dad died, and uh, I think folks are a little sore about him that way. You know, I, I'd say he's probably not very well-liked around here, given that he's upset all the people at that farm. He's upset all the people at the other farm, and if you look around this place after that, ain't a lot of people left. Maybe it's time that we do to go ahead and make this visit because I, I, I got some questions. That's what I've been saying for like three days now. Let's go. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. So the plan is to head out to Three Spring. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will tell Stephen on the way that this is what happened to Jesse. <laughs> this is why we what? haven't seen Jesse anymore. This is why Jeffy Jesse lives in Mexico. Jeffy, Jeffy, <laughs> she sent Jeffy out there. <laughs> Going to Jeffy's house. Oh, I regret um, this. I'm not drinking anymore. <laughs> you say that. And, uh, so, first of all, whatever money you guys have, um, lunch will cost you, let's say, twelve dollars a piece. Um, so make sure you subtract that. Twenty dollars yep. gone for the day. And as you pile into the vehicle and you tell Steven the story of what happened before, um, we would once again pan away, you know, zoom out from Steven's car, a quick cut back over to the Bollinger house, which is still um still. Like there's no one there. It is it is quiet. Um, but we would move through that to see that the back door, Shannon, that you replaced is now being blown by the wind and patting against the wall. Moving through the house, there's still no one there, nothing disturbed, no footsteps, no sounds or anything. Um, 
But as we head into the office where that ham radio is turning the corner, we would see that the ham radio itself is covered in blood. Um, it looks like someone slaughtered a pig in this room. And depending on how you feel about her, that might still be the case because the neighbor, uh, Bettina, as we pan down, is dead and gutted in front of it with a machete stabbed down into her stomach. And oh, what a shame. It. Jesus. Oh, no. That's where we're going to call it for tonight. Hunter, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Have we wasted way too much time with uh, minor shit? <laughs> I feel like that's, no, become, only always? that's become a thing with no, us but I, I <laughs> No, but I will tell you, you, uh, without giving too much away yet, you have missed some information that is off the table. At this point, you have oh, missed man. opportunities to gather some information. And honestly, so. I blame Steven. <laughs> I am not a detective. I thought, All it, right. I thought it would be funny. I would just drink whiskey through this entire show. You can't do that. I can't. I'm not doing it again. All right. Our Columbus Day shenanigans have come to an end for this day. Episode 2 of Groundswell is now in the can, and if you uh, haven't noticed, there is but one episode left to go. There is, is only there? one more Tuesday in October. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This All thing right. comes to an end next week, one way or another. So uh, <laughs> next Tuesday will be the final edition of the Horrors of Perryville Groundswell here on PZ85 Plays. Yes. Hunter, can I ask you a question? Yes. Yeah, you can ask me a question. Were we supposed to go back to the chicken farm? Was that the plan all along? I and the reason, tell us. I question right now. The reason I need to know is because <laughs> you can ask. I'm not going to answer it. If the last episode is meant to be the return, to, if if the final episode takes place on the chicken farm, that is so apropos because to start to go back to where we started, that would be fantastic. However, if we're just wasting your time, <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> nobody's nobody's wasting my time. This thing ends next week one way or another. I everything okay. is progressing. Oh um, I'm not gonna say as I had planned, but I, I'm a good fucking DM, so everything is progressing in a way that works for me. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh in the meantime, October uh rolls on at PZ eighty five. We've got a lot of stuff going on. If you have not checked out the Hallow's Eve Tales, there are three full episodes of that available now, uh, and two left to go every Monday in October. It's our new original horror story scripted series. Um the first three episodes, Delirium at Camp Kincaid, Automated and Best Friends, again are available now. Uh Shannon is writing our, our penultimate episode and the finale. Those are coming yes. up in the next couple of weeks, so make sure that you tune in for those. It's something we've never done before. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going really well, um, so check that out. We've Absolutely. also got Pro Wrestling Unscripted, I believe, tomorrow. Are we doing? We're doing PWU, right? We're going to be around for that? Absolutely, and it's spooky. Yes. It, we're going to spook it, you. It's going to be a spooky PWU, and um, one thing, spoiler the alert. part about it how much they thought we'd be into Baron Corbin after he changed his ring gear, oh but didn't God. change anything else. So if you don't listen to PW tomorrow <laughs> and you take nothing away from this preview of PW, I just want to say that the pro- if you haven't watched it, go back and watch the promo that Bray Wyatt did when he returned yes. to SmackDown was so good and so le- legitimately heartstring tugging. It was fantastic. Yep. Even Jim Cornette the Grinch that stole joy from wrestling said that it was the best thing he's seen in wrestling in a while. So go watch it. It was amazing. And we'll talk about it tomorrow. 
Uh, Thursday, we've got an all-new, terrifying Tanner Thursday. What it's are we doing two. this week? It's part two. We are part continuing two. our Monsters of the States. It's, it's a the monster for every street. Yeah. That is happening yes. <laughs> this Thursday. Uh, we will finish the second half of that that wonderful, delightful series that started and, last week. Hey. And then Friday, hey. it's horse time. It is. It is horse time. Is it, it really? It is horse okay. time because we are celebrating this week. We are celebrating uh, on Saturday. We haven't said this before. Oh, yeah. On Saturday, yeah. our very own Jesse Kimball and Shelby Jackson right. will be getting married. This is She'll the... Become- Second Shelby Kimball. The second oh poor oh, the second Podzilla nineteen eighty five marriage this year. Mandy married Justice Smart earlier this year. Jesse and Shelby are getting married. And the first so one that you're not officiating. It is. I'm just the best man in this one, and Lindsay is the maid of honor or something like that. I, I am don't not know the maid of honor. I'm a bridesmaid. I don't know how fucking weddings work. You are okay? also not the best man. You are a groomsman. I've seen the other groomsmen. I am the best man, and I will take that. It reminds me. It reminds me of an old Seinfeld bit. If you're the best man, why is she marrying him? Like, <laughs> So this, uh, I I believe this weekend, I believe this Thursday will be the last appearance by Jesse and Shelby, maybe for October in general. At least, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that'll be on Halloween. But I don't know if we're doing anything on Halloween. Oh, we definitely are. Well, we'll be uploading the last episode of of the Halsey Tales. Yes, Um, but as far as a new show, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. We will, uh, and have, then we got a house uh, party coming up. Like that's a whole other thing we got to talk about. Yeah. So next week, just to give you guys a preview, next week's going to be big. Jesse and Shelby are getting married this weekend. Um, next week yep. we'll have a Tanner a Halloween edition of I Want to Believe, which will be fantastic. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I still have a new episode of the Inquest, the Inquest for Halloween coming up, coming out in October. Absolutely. The absolutely. episode is on the way. I'm, I'm not hiding it at this point. It's about Ghostbusters. This, you knew I was going to do one. Ghostbusters sooner or later. <laughs> this has been the best Halloween episodes we've ever done. This has been the best month of Halloween we've ever done, except for maybe the first one we because it was the first mode. time we did it. We went big mode for it. And I, I promise to be sober for every episode going forward. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that's what's going on again. Next Tuesday is the grand finale. It's the last PZ85 plays of October. It is the end of the horrors of Perryville groundswell. But until then, check everything that you've missed at podzilla1985.com. Yes. Tune in for the rest and for Shannon, for Lindsay, for Tanner, and for Steven. I am your Game Master Double H. Keep those mounds underground, and we'll see you next week. Later. <laughs>